at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. Well, Merry Christmas, and here we are. It is Christmas Eve 2021. 365 days ago, I stood up in the front of this sanctuary to give a Christmas Eve sermon under the most unique and unexpected circumstances I could have never foreseen in seminary. I was standing right about there where all of these beautiful poinsettias are, and there was a camcorder right about there in the middle aisle set up with wires running all over the pews, and out in the rest of the pews, there wasn't a single person staring back at me. Not one person out there to laugh at my witty, amazing jokes. Apparently, maybe the people in the pews don't make the difference either. <laughs> maybe it's, I should go to work on my jokes a little. But anyways, the fact, in fact, the only people who were actually here in the sanctuary on Christmas Eve that is filled as it is today, every other year, except last year, we had four of us. Melissa, who is our director of faith formation, who is running our media center that I'm pretty sure only had that one camera at the time. We also had Rita, of course, who was rocking the organ as she always does. And then Pastor Brandy was here too, getting things set up and maneuvering things and also taking pictures of this very odd situation. And of course, it was Christmas Eve. So we were singing familiar hymns, but only with four voices in this place. We were just simply singing and hoping and trusting that there were at least a few of you listening and watching out there in the cloud somewhere. It was a weird, hard, scary, and confusing time one year ago. It was so different, in fact, that we kind of developed some new phrases and some new words that became part of our common vernacular but they also almost got to the point of being super annoying. So think back for maybe a year and see if any of these phrases sound familiar to you. I'm just gonna kind of say a paragraph here. Friends, we are living in uncertain times. We are facing un an unprecedented challenge, but out of an abundance of caution, we decided to pivot to some Zoom meetings where you can hear the phrase, you're on mute, muttered over and over again. And of course, when we go to the grocery store, we made sure that we socially distanced ourselves and we stood in line on the little X's on the floor, which were a strategic six feet apart. And when we heard someone sneeze, they instantly became very sus. We, of course, ah, you laughed at that one, that's good. We monitored our temperatures, you know, like, we would then go into quarantine when someone around us was sick because we remembered that we are all in this together as we tried to discover, my favorite, the new normal and what it would be going forward during this time of a global pandemic. For those of you playing Pastor COVID bingo, you should be able to get a bingo, if not a blackout, with all of those COVID phrases that I used in that last paragraph. I don't say those things lightly. I understand what a, a hard time this has been, but those words and phrases that seem like they should 
been in that time a whole year ago, 365 days ago, and yet here we are. Because honestly, what a crazy almost two years we have been through as a globe, as a world, as a humanity, and it isn't over. We continue to go through it. We have misinformation, conspiracy theories, distrust of anyone who looks or believes or thinks different than we do, insurrections, attempts to overthrow elections and undermine our democracy, climate change, racism, inflation, global supply chains, the list goes on and on. We live in a beautiful yet broken world with beautiful yet broken people. We all have our insecurities, our fears, and our trust issues. The church has traditionally labeled this sin, and it is something that we cannot free ourselves from through our own abilities or actions. So we seek forgiveness from God, and we work towards healing and wholeness in all areas of our lives, and this work is an ongoing, lifelong journey of authentic and genuine repentance discovery, and reflection. Now, occasionally, we may have big transformations or life-changing epiphanies when the Holy Spirit's activity is made as clear as a booming angel chorus like the shepherds experienced. But more often than not, the Holy Spirit's work is more subtle and gradual than that. It's like the tender moments of Mary feeding her newborn child after all of the shepherds have left. Even in a crazy world, I believe we can still catch glimpses of God at work wherever we find love, compassion, mercy, and justice being lived out. Where those things are happening, God is surely at work. Now, many of us here today or joining from wherever you may be tonight might have some questions or some doubts about this Christmas story and how it all exactly went down. That's okay. I have some questions about it too. But let's set those aside, not ignore them, but set them aside for now and lean into the reality that there is mystery in our world and that mystery is not a bad thing. It actually allows things to be beyond our ability to understand. And frankly, I personally think mystery is pretty fun and makes life far more interesting. We have a mysterious Christmas story, you could say. And so allowing for mystery in this Christmas story helps me, this year anyways, pay more attention to the birth of Jesus as the ultimate demonstration that God is for us, not against us. And that in that infant born 2,000 years ago to an unwed teenager, God works in unexpected, mysterious ways through those who were deemed unimportant by so many. Mystery allows us to enter into the story in a new way. As Romans chapter 8 says and reminds us, if God is for us, who can be against us? In this baby born in a manger is evidence that God chose to enter into our humanity, experience the joys and sorrows we go through in order to save us from ourselves and from the sin that we carry with us through this life. God shows us that despite however crazy our life and the surrounding world gets, 
God is not silent and God is not distant, hanging out in some clouds somewhere far away. God was born in Jesus into a world where the powerful trampled the poor. The leaders cared more about control and status than they did about working for an equitable world where everyone had enough to eat and a place to live. Jesus was born into a world that ultimately would hang him on a cross for his message of love and justice for all. His world was not that far different than the world we live in today. So yes, we do live in a crazy time, but the reality is that pretty much all times are crazy times. Jesus was born into the complex messiness of a specific time into our world, and with it he was born into the good, the bad, and the ugly of being human in order to save all of us from our sin. As our beloved Christmas hymn proclaims, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Our human ability to mess things up has been pretty constant throughout history. However, God's steadfast love is even more constant. Through putting on our humanity, God puts on our hopes and our fears and meets us where we are at. Tonight, as you bring whatever hopes for life you have along with whatever fears keep you up at night, God meets you in those places right where you are. Although the world may feel divisive and crazy, the pandemic may feel like it will never end, and you may be carrying burdens of fear and darkness, God is for you and God is with you. That is the good news of Christmas. That is the good news of the gospel. Regardless of what is going on in the world, we trust through faith that God is with us in our hopes and in our fears and in everything in between. I think most of us just need to be reminded to be watching and paying attention for moments where we see God at work through love, compassion, mercy, and justice being lived out. So here is my Christmas challenge for each of you tonight. Yes, I know that this can sound like homework, but please give it a try if you will. I would like to invite each of you to be like the characters in our Christmas story, from Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph, to the shepherds, to the wise guys who were watching the world for glimpses of God, although the angels didn't really have a choice but to hear the, the heavenly chorus there, but they were watching and expecting God to show up, and God was. God appeared and God did something. So, here is your challenge. Pull out your phone, and go to your calendar. Like, actually, you can do it right now. Or if you're a bit more old school, you can go to your paper calendar in your pocket or whatever it is you have. Or if you need to, write a sticky note, whatever the case may be. But go ahead, get that phone out, and I want you to pick a time of day, starting tomorrow, Christmas Day, and put a repeating or recurring event in at that same time every day. And I want you to do that until January 6th. You maybe have heard about the 12 days of Christmas, right? Well, those are the t- from Christmas on until January 6th, which is Epiphany, 12 days. So I invite you to do this. Mark that occurring event, 12 days, starting tomorrow until January 6th. And in it, I want you to put something to the effect of, where do I see God today? 
Or, if you want to be cool and hip like the kids and like me, then you would, could do it in emojis. There's some examples of them up on the screen. I have these here from a children's message earlier. You could put some uh, big eyeballs on there. You could put the little investigative guy on there if you would like to be watching for God. You could put hearts of whatever color you like to remind you to watch for God. You could put um, a rainbow as a reminder of God's promise and as a reminder that we are all God's children and that all are welcome. You could also use a little smiley face, which when I put it into my phone, it's the snuggly emoji. I don't know what that means. But anyways, it's a smiley face with little hearts around it to remind you maybe when you feel loved and that God is present with you in that. Kids, while you're here, if you need to help wake your parents up a little bit, you can nudge them. And then if you haven't already, on the back table where the media center is, there are gift bags for you tonight. If you haven't grabbed one already, you can go do that even now if you want. There's some snacks in there, there's some uh, magnets in there, some other goodies for you to do with as well. But what I want adults in particular to do, now that you hopefully have entered that in as a recurring event into your calendar, I invite you for these 12 days of Christmas now to keep a little journal of some kind. Put it in your phone notes. You can put it on an actual paper journal if you would like. You can set up a, a group text with people sitting with you right now if you want and text each other each day how it is you saw God. Whatever it is, I want you to go ahead and keep track of it. Now, I want to acknowledge that some days it may be hard to... Uh, see God in the world that we live. I get it. We are in a crazy world. But remember, God is still at work, even in the smallest of ways. And you know what? Even if you can't see God at work in the world, then you do God's work in the world. You do an act of love, mercy, compassion, or justice. And there you will be doing God's work. So what a cool Christmas present we could have in a hard year that 2021 has been. It would be a great gift for you and for your family, for your community and your church. If you had 12 moments where you saw God in your life and in the world by Epiphany, January 6th, and you went and shared those experiences in some way with those that you love and care about. As we all sing at the end of worship through the words of joy to the world, we can all be reminded that although this world is crazy and that life can be hard, we can all have faith and trust and hope in the words, the wonders of his love. The wonders of his love is good news for us, it's good news for the church, and it is good news for the world. So may we keep our eyes and our heart and our ears open for God's work in the world, and may we all see the wonders of his love this Christmas season. Thanks be to God. Amen.